everybody. I'm Scott Hamilton from Rockfile Radio, and I have the great pleasure uh, to be talking again to Royne Stolt of the Flower Kings and Transatlantic. We talked uh, a month ago about the new Flower Kings album, and now we have this amazing new release from Transatlantic to discuss. So welcome, Royne. How is everything on your side of the Atlantic? It's pretty good, actually. It's uh, kind of uh, dark uh, in in Sweden because it's winter time. So we have uh, the sun goes down around uh, three thirty, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of, but we're up in the north, you know. So it's, right. Uh, but besides that, and I mean, like everyone else, we're struck with the COVID, uh, not personally, but. Uh, the, the the country as such you know it's uh it's a bit depressing for many people i try to uh, not get too much into it e- even if it sometimes uh, you know get very close mm-hmm. and personal but um you know so i'm not kind of the kind of guy that's sitting around and and uh, watching television and watching the whatever death toll stuff right uh, or the discussions of, of vaccines and stuff like that. You know, I try mm-hmm. to move on and to, to be in a, some kind of a happier and more creative <laughs> <laughs> space, or, you know. Same for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the new Flower Kings album's doing quite well. How's the reception been? It's been fantastic. I mean, uh, it's it's I've, I've been around for a very long time, so it's... Uh, I wouldn't say I'm jaded, but, you know, it's, I think in particular, I think I'm happy because, uh, I mean, the, the the newcomers on the new guys in the band, they, I think they're really happy about the reception, you know, and the reception was good for, for the other album, Waiting for Miracles too, but this one, it seems like we did something right, you know, <laughs> and I think that the blend of, of, uh, of more like uh, structured songs and then the bit of improvising and a bit of experimenting, a bit of fusion, a bit of synth craziness uh, mm-hmm. seems to be, uh, I, it seems to be something that just works really well for our audience. Yeah, I, I love the album. I've given it many listens and my, my audience is responding to it well too, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while since a transatlantic album. Um, your last release was about six years ago, and you've been working with these guys now for about 20 years. And I know a lot of people are afraid to use the word supergroup when you're working with guys like Neil, you know, and such, and, and Mike and, and Pete. You know, you're all just superstars in your own right, and you've all gotten together to do these incredible albums and tours and live albums and such. So I, I, I found out the new album was coming. We all got it very excited. And then we found out that you basically released two albums and so what i'd like you to explain a little bit of uh because they said that the the 60 minute album is not actually edits you just approach the songs in a different way than you did the 90 minute album so what was all behind this and and why do we get two versions of the album (laughs) i i could see this coming you know (laughs) this happened you know i was thinking okay Oh my goodness, I'm going to do interviews and I'm going to explain every time. <laughs> why, why did you do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to, to, to cut it short, uh, mm-hmm. the thing is that we the recording started more than a year ago uh, 
and we did uh, like uh, the basic writing and recording of the album in Sweden uh, September last year mm-hmm and uh as usual we get together uh, I, I think there was uh lots of material uh we had uh, I, I know for sure i had maybe one almost one and a half hour of music i think pete had maybe 35 minutes of music neil came in with possibly 15 minutes of music and then when when we get together we of course start writing completely new music you know mm-hmm. and jamming and and new things comes up so with all this music you know we ended up with what is basically the the, the long version uh, uh, that's called Forevermore. Mm-hmm. That's what we sort of left with, you know, when, when we finished the sessions in Sweden last year. And then it was lying around for a while and uh, everyone was out touring. And then came uh, about this time last year or, you know, December, Christmas time, uh, we start working with the material again. And I think at that point, uh, I think Neil got kind of second thoughts. Is is this maybe too long? Mm-hmm. Is, is this too much? So he proposed to cut it down. But by, by that time, we had already sort of uh, fallen in love with certain sections or, or the, <laughs> the, the shape or the form that this piece of music already had, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think half of the band wanted the album to stay long, and half of the band said, "Yeah, that's it's okay. We can cut it down." And then I think Mike, Mike mm-hmm. do both versions actually, because wow. no one has ever done that, you know. Right? <laughs> how, how can you possibly argue with that? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. True. No one has ever done two albums. It is so fucking com- complicated. <laughs> How can we really remember this? I mean, to be honest, I I actually when when you know when you talk to journalists and they they start talking about songs and then I have to start thinking, okay. How did we do that? What how did we name that song for that version, you know? Right. And then you have to go back you go back and start thinking okay what 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 actually what are we talking about now are we talking about that bit are we talking about that bit talking <laughs> about that song with that lyric so it's uh yeah that that was i should have known it was a trap we're, we're sort of now in, in we're we're in hell <laughs> no, but it's it, it's, well, it is complicated, and, and I think, uh, to be honest, I think once everything is out there and, uh, and people, you know, get their version of the album and they start listening to it, or maybe they get both versions or mm-hmm. all versions, <laughs> uh, I think, and for us also, of course, we, it, I think it's sort of, it will be more clear and, and understandable, of course. But, but right now, and I mean, in particular, I mean, we're, since we started uh, working on the album, I made an album with the Flower Kings also, you know, and working right. with some other projects. So, so there's lots of music floating around, and then you're supposed to remember every <laughs> specific <laughs> bit, you know. So it's it's yeah, it's a lot. So I, I I mean I can I feel for the fans because they're they kind of confused, and, and I'm confused too. So we're sort of in, in the same boat, I suppose. Yeah, when I got the press release, it said these are not edits of the longer version. This is actually a different whole version. I'm like excited to explore both sides of what this project is, you know, as a fan. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to be honest, uh, 
I think this is something I, I try to point out when we did a press uh, release. I said, I think it's not fair to say that these are completely different versions because they are not completely different versions. Mm-hmm. What complicates it even more is that the, the poor guy that's been mixing this, Rich Mouser, <laughs> he has to sort of get in with his scissors in certain sections, cut out bits and pieces, use some of whatever the uh, forever more version, take that and make a new session in, in Pro Tools and mm-hmm. then edit in the new parts that actually Mike tracked new drums, we tracked the bass and guitars, etc. So it's, uh, I think it's even probably too complicated to, to really explain what it is. Uh, for <laughs> sure, it, it's not a completely, it's not like we have play, replayed uh, when we did uh, The Breath of Life. We didn't replay each and every bit. There were certain bits that were uh, replayed. And then there were certain bits that were used from the original session. Mm-hmm. But then we read the cool things, you know, for those bits. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I usually say it's a bit of chaos where everything comes from. But in the end, it's like we have, you know, time and time and Rich Mouser is, is sort of what saves the situation because he did a great job with all this. And I don't envy him one second. <laughs> <laughs> it took some time, but, you know, it's... Uh, and and I don't I definitely don't want to be him, you know, because I know I mean sitting with with Pro Tools and cutting them and pasting bits and trying to make the drum sound uh, the same, you know, whatever was tracked at one time, you know, and then tracking from another studio and and making every everything sound like it's recorded at the same time. Right. It's not it's not easy, but uh, I think I mean listening to it now, it sounds great. So whatever he did, he did great. Yeah, I just got them. I just started listening to them. I don't have some some pointed questions because I'm just now starting to uh, you know oh, digest yeah, it all. Yeah. But man, it's so much great music. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're happy with it, and and this will be great for the fans to explore. You know, well, uh, hey, this is a two CD set. This is a one CD. Oh, this would be a different listening experience. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We prog guys like, you know, full albums and long, and you guys are not afraid of doing long songs or doing things differently or whatever. I mean, you got, you have 30 minute epics in your repertoire. So it's like. <laughs> I, I think, the re, the, to be honest, the reality of it is, as, it's not like we're, we're not afraid of, it's like we're forced to do it because there's no other way out of it. <laughs> the music takes on a life of its own and it becomes yeah, long. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we start whatever, investing our, our money, you know, our royalty money in, in recordings. And then we're in, in, we're in the middle of, of, of pandemonium. And, and then suddenly out of that, we got to make something that we actually can sell to the fans, <laughs> to be honest. So, so how but did I you mean, guys... We've we been yeah. doing this for... Go ahead. No, sorry, go on. Go on. Oh. No? Yeah, you said you've been doing this. Hello. Are you still there? I mean, we've been doing this for a long time, and I think now uh, with with this is the fifth album, and 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 uh, I just uh, relax uh, knowing that every time we come out of it, you know, with a with a great product, you know, and uh, whatever seems to be chaos, uh, slowly bit by bit, uh, with the help of us, of course, but also with the help of of Rich Mouser. 
uh, everything fall into place and uh, out comes a, a good or a great recording, I think. Uh, so it's uh, it's just a very different way of, of of recording or making albums, you know. And and uh, I mean the the fact that we are sort of uh, three chefs in the kitchen, or sorry, <laughs> four chefs in the kitchen to be honest. <laughs> Even worse. Uh, yeah, because you really yeah. need an odd number for that tiebreaker, right? Ah, oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the thing is that that. Uh, when you just look at it, the prospect of this actually working is like, I'd say, oh, really? Is this going to work? But it does in some mysterious way, you know, in the end. We, mm -hmm. uh, with, without any major friction or any major fallouts, we, we just, I mean, walk out of this and, and with a new album and it works. And the record label is happy. Usually the fans are happy too. So, uh, so... In some mysterious way, it, it works, actually. Right. It all comes together. Well, you guys have worked together, you know, on and off for quite some time now, and you, you probably, you know, are, are enjoying getting back together in a groove with these guys that you've played some great music with. Yeah, I mean, it's 20 years. 20 right. years. Not so that we've been working every day for 20 years, or, or not that even when we're working uh, on albums, it's not like we're working on a daily basis because i mean two guys in in usa one guy in england and one guy in sweden that makes it a bit complicated to right. to have any band meetings or stuff like that that's, <laughs> that's impossible but but you know we get together we do albums and we tour and and then there's a break and it could be a break for a year or it could be a break for five years you know but we've been going for 21 years now you know and that's sort of a testament that it there's some there's some kind of uh, magic in it. Or maybe oh, black magic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree it's musical magic. It really is. Yeah, so yeah. obviously with the COVID thing, you haven't made tour plans, but can we hope for a transatlantic tour when things return to a bit normalcy? I Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just count on because there's so much uh, time and money invested in it. So I think everyone would, possibly want to tour mm -hmm. um, to to play the music live and to 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 make more money <laughs> to be honest <laughs> but, yeah i mean but it's, it's great i mean it's great touring and it's great playing live we we all live for for playing live and meeting the audience you know and all that uh but to be honest right now it's really difficult to tell so i mean i, I get this mm -hmm. this question all the time even for the flower kings interviews it's right. like uh will you guys come out and tour and i mean there's nothing i can say really it's it's uh right whatever i say okay i say well maybe transatlantic can tour october next year and maybe that's true but maybe not who knows we just have to sit tight and and see what happens, you know, and how the world can cope with the uh, with the COVID and and the uh, kind of the bizarre situation that we're all in now, you know. And uh, agreed. Un yes. Until we have that under control, I think it's well. Yes, you can you can dream about playing live, but for me personally, I I kind of enjoy it like it is now because I can take some time off and do other things and. Uh, you know, write music and uh, finish other projects and not touring is okay, I think, because uh, <laughs> touring takes time and it sometimes costs money. 
Um, so I think, and uh, I think probably I feel that sometimes when people say, oh, you're, so you're a musician and you can't tour and you can't make any money. And I say, well, don't feel sorry for me. Feel sorry for the guys who, who uh, set up my amps or the guys who are rigging the drums or mm -hmm. doing the lights or doing the sound or, or driving the trucks. These are the people suffering right now. They, they don't have a right. job. I, I'm okay. I'm making albums. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't lose any money. I'm making money and, and they, they have nothing. So I think it's right. um, kind of a misconception that that you know people feel sorry for musicians and uh, well if you're at the level that you're actually playing clubs or pubs and stuff like that, but for any band that's sort of in in, in a level where they're actually touring international touring, uh, I would say uh, then probably you're selling uh, albums enough to to make a living out of it and anyway you know you, you you've been going for right. a long time. So for me or, or whatever, Mike Portner or Neil Morse or Peter Vavas, I think it's, we're not really suffering from this. It's, it's our crew people that are suffering. Well, we hope everything, get, I mean, things seem to be headed in a better direction. Fingers crossed that uh, hopefully next year things get to be a little bit more normal, but you know. Yeah, definitely. We take it as it comes and we make every day the best day we can, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's like we just have to to sort of sit tight and and listen to the expertise, you know, because we are not ex experts, you know. We we don't know anything about this. It can happen to anyone. So, right. So you know, we have. I had family members that had the COVID, and and I've had friends that had the COVID, and it can happen to anyone. And uh, we just have to trust whoever knows better than, than we do, you know. Right. So how did this all, who made the first phone call? How does a transatlantic project get off the ground? You guys haven't seen each other or talked much in the last five years and somebody makes a call. How does it work? Usually it's not a call. It's an email. <laughs> 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 and it's cheaper. <laughs> Very. <laughs> phone call is complicated. Uh, no, uh, I think if I remember right, it was Neil who sent out an email and uh, said, uh, "How how about next year?" I think this this is probably could have been Christmas time two years ago, uh, and I think he probably sent out an email and saying, "How do you guys feel about getting together recording another album?" And how does the the year look for you guys? And then we would just try to find some time. So <laughs> I think the reason we ended up recording in Sweden in September was frankly because we couldn't find any time uh, before that. I think uh, everyone was busy. Mike was busy touring. Pete was busy touring. Had uh, sort of uh, scheduled things for for Marillion and. Uh, you know, so uh, so we ended up uh, record start recording September last year, and uh, yeah, I think once once uh, I think everyone wants to do an album, but I think the di difficulty is to actually find a time when all of us are free at the same time. <laughs> right, where schedules so, all match because you're all busy busy guys. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then you then you have <laughs> so, to start uh, talking. Sorry. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, well, I was just going to say, what, what do you do? All right, I, we talked in the last conversation that a lot of your off time you spend still making music. It's just what you love. It's part of your life. But what do you do for hobbies when you just like, I need to put music down for a little while and get into my own space? Uh, do you go fishing? Do you watch movies? What are some of the things you do to like get back into that headspace where you can make music again? Um, well, uh, what do I do? I let me see. Yeah, I mean, I usually, after a long day working, uh, a normal, I would say normal day for me working in the studio or working with music, uh, stop at around maybe 10 o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. And then I usually sit down and watch a movie or watch uh, some kind of a series, you know. Um, and... Uh, Besides that, when I have days off, it's probably if the weather is fine, you know, I'd like to, you know, take a walk, go on the bike into the woods or uh, go to the seaside, stuff like that. Just relax, sit at the cafe, drink coffee, uh, drink a glass of wine or whatever, you know, in the sunshine. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we have a so, sort of a part-time dog, my son's, my oldest son's dogs that we have uh, about uh, maybe two or three days a week <laughs> because he works, you know, <laughs> so the dog is here. And then, you know, naturally you have to, you know, go with the dog, you know, and go for walks and stuff like that, which is nice because oh, yes. you, you, you need to get out, you know, and in the open and, and in the woods and stuff like that. Um, I mean, besides that, I don't read much. Uh, nowadays, you read more like on the internet, unfortunately, because I like to read books. Mm -hmm. Every now and then when you go on holidays, then I bring a book. But so that kind of thing. And I like to, to cook, actually. So food is uh, an interest. Um, that uh, I think both me and my wife, we try to, because we're, we try to stay away from meat. So we try to expand the horizon of, of the vegan food <laughs> all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's Because <laughs> that can be a challenge to find new things that are tasty. And, oh, you know. yeah. But believe me, we have found plenty, <laughs> you know, but we still we're, we're searching for more, you know, and just saying each and every time we make something and say, oh, this was amazing. Can you believe it? There's no meat in this, you know. And I mean, luckily, <laughs> both my sons are, they actually uh, went before us. They, they stopped eating meat maybe 10 or even 15 years ago. So, um, you know, we're kind of a almost meat-free family, I would say. And, and so cooking is interesting, you know. In that sense, we can always try and make up <laughs> new recipes. And we're even talking about writing a book. <laughs> so that's probably something. Oh, wow. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. We've been talking about it for a couple of years now. But we said, well, this coming year, I mean, next year, we probably get to it and do it. Because, uh, as I said, I'll, I'll be home anyway, you know. So there's not much touring and uh, and then you gotta you gotta do something, you know. And I can't just go on making music every day, so so that would be interesting. 
Well, because I imagine, I mean, I, I do podcasts and things like that, and I find that some days I'm just not in the zone, so to speak, that I just, my brain isn't working that way to get out a long form anything, and I probably just need to take a break and come back later when, when and then all of a sudden it hits, and I can sit down and I can go, you know, so I, I know that feeling well that some days you just can't produce what you want to produce because it's just not in you so to speak no that that's true that's true i'm i'm kind of a unique personality in that sense that i when everyone everyone else stops i keep going <laughs> for another couple <laughs> of hours so everyone else is full, full asleep in the studio i i just keep going so I, i'm unique <laughs> but but i mean you're you're right it's sometimes it's uh just like um just go on the bike for an hour and a half and then come back to the studio and and suddenly uh, your brain works in a in a much more effective way you know and and uh, probably uh, you get oxygen to your brain and, and that right that uh, probably helps a lot <laughs> yeah, it helps a lot yeah yeah but uh, yeah i mean we just try to um, you know be active and uh, so I mean, I mean, the, the the downside is that I I sometimes when people ask me, so what albums have you listened to lately? And I said I don't have time to listen to albums. Right. I listen to, <laughs> I listen to albums when I'm on a flight or uh, or if I'm on a train or or maybe in a car in a tour bus. But I mean, at home I rarely listen to albums, uh, which is is a shame actually it's uh i mean just listen to music for relaxing it's something i miss for I mean, pleasure yeah. right yeah, yeah same yeah. well as a radio guy i run two radio stations and people ask me what, what what's your you know the album you're listening to right now i'm like i have a stack of albums i need to listen to to find out what fits on these radio stations oh that, yeah you know it's work it's work that i love but it's still not listening for pleasure it's i have to listen to this and have a, a professional opinion about it you know and and so i too sometimes find that oh, I'd, I'd really like to just go listen to a an old rush album or something tonight you know yeah, but I, yeah. but i gotta listen to these for work you know and i'm sure know. that when you're working on projects that it never gets fully out of your mind while that's going on no it's it's like um I don't know. Uh, it, it's weird. It's not like I'm suffering, you know. It's not like I, right. I feel bad about it, or but it's it's there all the time. When you're working on something, it's like it doesn't matter. You you go into the shower and so, suddenly you find yourself singing. Oh my goodness! There's some someone. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's Scott Medina calling. I, can I just tell him that I will call him now? Yeah, we, we can wrap up because you do Scott? have some other things and I kept you a little bit. So, yes. <laughs> Scott, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can hear you. you? Yeah, that, that's an, <laughs> I'm, I'm multitasking <laughs> now. So, do you mean are we ready or, or uh, Scott, can I call you back in 10 minutes or is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Okay. Call you in 10 then. Yeah, okay. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Bye. Okay, sorry Look about that. Look at you multitasking. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. I fixed it. I fixed it. <laughs> Learning technology is good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, it's like some, some of the interviews are on Skype. And, and what's this? You're using something else. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom, yes. You, you prefer Zoom? 
Um, I've, I use Skype for years. And what I like about Zoom is it does a little bit more editing on its end. So, um, and I've not had as hard a time saving a Zoom call as a Skype call and editing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that okay. kind of thing. I, I uh, so for the way my system works, I do like Zoom a little bit better, but Skype is improving what they do. So. Oh, okay. Um, I get it. get it. But I had never used Zoom until COVID. I, I was always a Skype guy and a few people suggested I try Zoom and it, it actually works very well. Okay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. We're at the holidays. You've got two major projects out there in the world. You're going to take some time off, I hope, and just kind of celebrate a little bit. Well, I mean, normally it's it's probably work because there's a little bit uh, work still. You know, uh, a, a few more interviews before Christmas, and then mm -hmm. also there's uh, we're doing this thing with Transatlantic, like a sort of a round of interviews. Uh, Mike did his, Neil did his, that was put up yesterday, I think. I'm uh, fixing or editing mine and uh, gonna do that. And then I have uh, Flower King's video for a new single, as they call it, uh, that we're doing <laughs> the last things of that one. And uh, yeah, there's a, and, and yet another Flower Kings that we're starting. So I suppose there will be work still during the holidays. Uh, I'm normally not the guy that sit down and watch a lot of television, you know, because I think it's the same, you know, and there's right. commercials and there's like Christmas celebrations, old time and, and old movies that they show one more time. And uh, so I get kind of restless, you know, doing that thing. But, you know, I spend some time with the family and then probably get back to the drawing board and... Uh, whatever the mixes, the, the editing, stuff like that. And uh, so that's like pretty much normal, you know. And, and uh, for me, uh, yeah, <laughs> Christmas Eve is Christmas Eve, you know. Uh, and we have, we have uh, my brothers here and my kids are coming. So we're like a small celebration. And then back to normal, I suppose. Working and working and working. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and your family. You Congratulations on the Flower Kings. It's a great album. And super congratulations on this transatlantic project. It's so epic. I'm still wrapping my mind around it. It's just so yeah, good, yeah. though. Take some time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations. Yeah. Enjoy the holidays. Kind of revel a little bit in your successes and get back to work because we're always demanding more music from you, it seems. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take some time. <laughs> sometime off a day or two <laughs> okay well thank you for taking the time and i hope we get to do it again real soon absolutely okay thank you thank you Roy. have a fabulous day yep same to you bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.